Hello to our listeners and welcome to the Project Vibes. We have a special guest this episode. Her name is Tarin West, originally from Cape Town, South Africa and currently based in beautiful Bali, Indonesia. After receiving an academic scholarship and a bachelor degree in financial accounting from University of Cape Town, she quickly found that she did not enjoy living in the past and she wanted to be a part of shaping the future and what was to come next instead. Shifting to sales and business development, her financial background proved a strong asset in aligning the bottom line with sales and expansion. She moved to Indonesia and have spent the last 10 years working in the digital marketing industry. Currently, she manages a team of 30 programmers, digital marketing analysts, designers, and account managers at Island Media, an integrated branding and marketing agency with business units in Australia and Indonesia. Together, she creates innovative digital solutions for clients all over Asia-Pacific. In addition to her work as a marketer and project management professional, she is currently enrolled in the Master of Marketing program at the University of London. This episode is hosted by Arif Prasetyo and presented in English. Enjoy! Taryn, thank you so much for being with us. We would like to start by, you know, in PMI, we always like to have guests who have traveled different countries, maneuvered uh, their careers, going from one industry to the next, handled different kinds of projects. So from South Africa to Bali, from accounting where you started to business development and now leading a digital marketing team, what triggered or influenced your career decisions up to you know this point where you are now. Can you share a little bit with us? Sure. So firstly, thank you so much for, for having me. It's a pleasure to be talking with you. We've been really enjoying the content that PMI has been putting out and the podcasts and guest lectures. So thank you for having me. So I think for me, I started out with degree in financial accounting. And I think that that was just one of those natural progressions that kids have when they, you know, they're in school and they're not sure what to do and they're really good at one subject or they feel very confident in one subject. So I was quite good at math and took accounting and my family had a, a small business in finance. And so that was kind of the natural step for me. And then I was lucky enough to get a scholarship at, at a great university in South Africa. So I obviously took that great opportunity and progressed and did my degree in financial accounting. And I was in my third year, I started doing the books for my dad's finance company. And I would go every Friday and I would do their books. And I got to the end and at the end of the third year, you need to start applying for your internships for chartered accounting. And my dad pulled me aside one day and he said, are you sure you're not just following that ABC? Because you've started this degree and now you think that's what you have to do. He says, you look miserable on Fridays when you come to the office and you're sitting here doing that. You look absolutely miserable. Are you sure this is what you want to do? So uh, I was lucky that I had that influence and eventually decided that, no, I was just following the steps that I thought I had to do because I had started down that path. So I took a break when I finished and then I came back and worked for my family business doing sales. And it was a small team. I was lucky that I got to really influence the way that we were doing, you know, some of the work that we were doing was a little bit outdated. So I got to update some systems there, introduce some automation. And I uh, did that for a few years, really enjoyed it. 
and then kind of got into marketing. So I was looking after marketing promotion for the business. You know, it was just a natural step to move to digital. Yeah, I think they kind of all just led into each other and I think they've all informed each other. So it's always been great. I don't regret having done that degree. I think having a good finance background is good for any business that you end up in and kind of understanding how all those pieces fit together. So yeah, it was uh, just kind of a natural progression that one thing led into the next. Okay, very nice. You know, if I could ask you to go and have a walk down the memory lane, right? Do you recall your first, or maybe do you recall a specific project that, you know, stuck in your mind or that you would remember for a very long time or gave you the best impression or something unique? Mm, unique in a good way or? <laughs> <laughs> it could be, it could be in any way. I think, um, you know, when I when I first started managing bigger projects, I think you go through that stage where all the, all the wheels fall off. And there have definitely been a couple of those for me, you know, in the beginning when you're trying to figure things out. And I don't know that there's one that really stands out. There's definitely a couple that really fell off the wheels that will stay in your head forever where you're, you know, you don't make those mistakes a second time. For our business right now, the projects that we manage are probably a lot smaller than most of the project managers that you work with and deal with. So they're constantly running. Uh, I think one of the projects that we did a couple of years ago, we did some of the brand work for a company called Zenexus in Jakarta. I don't know if you've heard of them. And the CEO of that business, Ava, is quite inspiring. She's done incredible work for women in cyber and just kind of young students in cyber. She's really bringing up the talent within Indonesia. So that was quite, that was a really cool project for our team. It was just so inspiring to see the good that she's doing. You know, they run these huge big competitions. They bring in thousands of people from all the small islands around Indonesia that maybe don't have opportunities to get into cyber and they run these competitions. That was probably one of my favorite clients and favorite projects that we worked on just because yeah. of how inspiring they are. You know, what's funny is that whenever we actually go through those difficult times and projects, we, we always feel that it was a terrible time and it was a time that we really don't want to remember again. But hmm. over the years, when people ask, you know, what projects do you remember? It's usually those that, that are in the top of mind, right? It's either those really bad ones or the ones like you mentioned, you know, the one that had a mission to bring impact to many people, you know, Correct. the one that had, yeah. you know, the one that was going to bring benefit to, uh, to do good, the greater good, right? Um, for the society. feel like more than work, you know? I definitely exactly. Uh, no, yeah. that's, that's absolutely right. So yeah. now you are based in uh, Bali, right? And um, yeah. what a place to work, right? I mean, people go there for <laughs> vacation, but... <laughs> Not awful. <laughs> Not awful, exactly. So having spent now over a decade in this part of the world, Taryn, what do you still see as the biggest challenge when you execute your projects? Yeah, so I, I'm not sure that it's Asia specific. I think it's probably worldwide. With our projects, I think one of the hardest things to do is communication and, and setting the right expectations. And I think that that's got even worse, you know, in our generation where the attention span is so short where, you know, even if you do your best to give information, sometimes it's so easy to skim. So getting really good at delivering information in a concise way that people actually can absorb 
I think is a real challenge just of, of our time, just because the attention, you know, that scroll up and that need to move to the next thing and have six windows open at the same time and 20 tabs running, um, catching that attention and making sure that communication is received, I think is quite a challenge everywhere in the world. And I think that's why Agile is just taking over so much, is that more like that short, short burst of energy to get things done and to communicate and that whole mindset of, you know, how to communicate and support each other. I think that's why that's taking off. Yeah, they used to say that uh, 90% of the project manager's job is, you know, to do with communication, right? And I fully agree with you that now we face this uh, tension time span where it's so narrow that even for complex issues, you know, people expect mm. us to deliver it in, you know, 140 characters, right? <laughs> so I don't know how realistic that is, right? But yeah. uh, honestly, we've all been there, right? When we sit in front of the client or our key stakeholders, particularly when there is a problem, you try to be systematic, but then people just lose interest after Correct, you know, five yeah. minutes. So, so I think executive communication certainly is a it's is a real a, skill to yeah. say things in a concise way and i think it's been made harder by covid because so much of our communication has moved online so there's a lot of text and it's difficult to yeah harder i think than if you're just in front of somebody having a conversation yeah yeah okay going back to or continuing on the discussion of uh, skills right all of these maneuvers although you say that they are kind of naturally flowing from after you graduated until you've established yourself in this digital marketing industry. Can you share some stories or, or tips on how you were able to bridge these skills, right? Or the knowledge gaps that you might have had when you go from one industry to the next or one role to the next? Yeah, I think that's probably a curse of my personality type. I think that constantly wanting to have new things and learn new things. So I think I've been quite lucky that I've had great mentors along the way. So when I first got into digital, you know, I was working with somebody who had developed a lot of websites, had a really strong SEO background and was willing to teach and learn. So I think that's, you know, maybe one area where I was just being lucky with the people that have come across my path where I've had some great mentors. Um, and then so many courses available, I think, for us now online. As long as you're able to dedicate a little bit of time every week, I think it's it's easy to upskill and pick up the skills that you don't have. Yeah. Where do you find these mentors, Heron? <laughs> are, they, are they the same people or do you accumulate and you have a pool of mentors that you can uh, go to? Uh, no, they for me, I've just been lucky. I've had uh, a few good managers over the years, a few good colleagues. And I think, especially now, there's so many online groups that are available. So... Uh, for us in digital especially, um, so many digital marketing groups or WhatsApp groups or Facebook groups where you can meet people doing the same thing as you and say, I'm having this problem, you know, have you seen it before, you know, do you have a solution for it? Well, sometimes even just from within the team, you know, it doesn't need to be somebody necessarily senior to you, but, you know, bringing in new talent all the time and having those fresh ideas of people who are just out of school or just finished studying, I think is always um, inspiring and a good way to grow skills. Uh, thank you for that. As a leader in this digital marketing industry, Taryn, can you share some insights with our listeners 
what is currently hot in the industry and in terms of you know what is happening now the disruption of the industry 4.0 with the iot and the big data mm-hmm. automations artificial intelligence what is really um, the the buzz or where is it coming from in the digital marketing industry so there's a lot going on in our industry at the moment that's quite exciting um i think one of the big ones that's not very exciting for us that are in it is that the you know all of the privacy laws that are coming in are definitely changing what we do so consumers want more control over their information they don't really want to be tracked over the internet anymore and that's definitely having an impact in devices and software where um you're not able to track cookies like you used to or you're not able to see where people have been bouncing around so that's had a massive impact on just on digital advertising i think a lot of us have you know relied heavily on that retargeting and being able to put ads in front of the right people and so that's coming away so people are having to be a lot more creative with probably seeing a lot more newsletter campaigns people are trying to get that first party data so that's definitely something that's on the horizon and then Of course there's web3 and all the blockchain uh, that's happening and my business partners are incredibly passionate about that's not my specialty but it'll be very interesting to see how that plays out over the next 6 months and how that impacts digital marketing and and how we're doing things at the moment so i think those are probably two areas that are quite big at the moment okay so that probably requires a lot of uh, innovation right whether you are at the portfolio level or whether you are at a project level trying to bring a certain uniqueness or a new value to the paying customers right so where do you place innovations in the company or in your teams do you have a dedicated group of people who are ensuring that there is innovation happening or how does innovation normally take place so i think for our industry We try to say that, you know, everybody in our team should be spending at least 20% of their time upskilling because everything is constantly changing on the internet, on the web, um with software. So if you're not keeping up to date with, you know, new updates or new software, new ways to build things, how to build websites faster, how to work with the digital tools, if you're not up to date, then you fall behind quite quickly. So I think that's just always been a part of our business. motto or our culture or philosophy is is to try to always make sure that everybody's upskilling and then my business partners are you know heavily involved with that so they're usually the ones that are going out and looking for new opportunities and testing it out to see where are the opportunities because we want to make sure that anything that we pass downstream to a client is well tested and well proven so they go out and do those fun testing campaigns Oh that reminds me of what the people do at 3M this company right that they are actually entitled to have 5% of their working hours just to go and work on special projects and come up with innovations yeah. that you know maybe can be deployed as a new product or even a new process improvement yeah. and so on and I think it's healthy right to have that mm-hmm. certain freedom and creativity to be cultivated in the company or in the teams Okay so we are almost coming up to the end of the session Tarin I think it's been a very good jam packed session with you the last part the last question that I probably would like to ask you right considering that you have done all of this career maneuvers and you were you know brave to go from one industry to the next and now I've spoken to many people and they are at crossroads constantly right should I stay in my current company should I jump ship should I stay in this industry 
or should I move to this next one, which looks pretty appealing, but I don't really know much about. Mm -hmm. Even us in the, you know, I come from the energy industry, oil and gas, we are also faced with this challenge, right? Because you have all these disruptions mm -hmm. in technology and in the new energy, you know, mm -hmm. the renewables and so on. So for these people who are at crossroads and they want to really, you know, think hard and decide on what is the next step for them, what tips or what suggestions can you give to them so that they could be better at, you know, running their own projects or maybe becoming an entrepreneur or whatever it is that they want to do? Yeah, it's a big decision to move from one industry to another or move from one job to another. I think I've been lucky for myself that they've been more incremental, so it hasn't been that much of a jump. And I think also it probably depends on where you are in your career. So I would say if you're in your early 20s and you're new in your career and you feel confident about making the jump, I would always say go for it. If you're a little bit later in your career and you've obviously invested a lot of time, then that takes time to rebuild. But I think anything that you're passionate about and you're willing to put the time in for training and learning is going to pay off. So, you know, I can imagine that somebody that's really passionate about renewables, for example, would probably do as long as they have the skills and experience to back it up experience in one industry that could be transferred, then I'm sure they would be successful. Fantastic. Excellent. Okay. Thank you so much, Taryn. It's been a pleasure to talk to you uh, on behalf of the PMI Indonesia chapter. I would like to thank you for being with us today. And uh, before we say goodbye, I would like to give you maybe a minute for a closing remark. If anything, you would like to say to our members, our listeners of the podcast. Sure. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I think uh, I've reached out to a few of the PMI Indonesia members last year when I was taking my PMP certification and it's an incredibly warm chapter and it's nice to see how engaged it is and you know how much work goes into selecting guest speakers that come through. So I think just as a member, I'd like to say thanks for the great work that the team is doing and happy to be a part of the, the chapter in Indonesia. Okay, thank you so much, uh, Taryn, once again, and I hope that we can have you back sometime in the future with us. Great, thank you so much, Ari. Have Ari. a great day. Thank you, enjoy your evening.